Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. The believers. That's why God made church. Amen. So get your Bibles open tonight. You know, when, when you're not here, I want you to know something. Sometimes I tell people, we missed you, and I don't want that to come across that, that we're uh, telling you're a bad person. It's just that we want you to know we missed you. And I, I'm not good at names, but I'm good at faces. So I can look over this congregation on Sunday, and believe it or not, I can tell who's here and who's not here. And uh, when I don't see you for a while, then we send you a text or whatever. But how many know it's good to be missed? Amen. You might go to some churches and they'll never know you came or gone. Amen. But we're going to know you're gone. And so when you're not here, church is not the same. Every, every one of you brings something to the service. How many believe that? It's the truth, whether you believe it or not. Amen. And uh, tonight we're in, we're, in, we're in God's house. Everybody listen real quick to that sound. Do you hear that sound? No noise. That means no heat, no air conditioning, no electricity. I like that noise. That's why I think this is the problem. I don't know what the temperature is outside, but it's perfect in here right now. could be a little colder for me, of course. I could turn the air on, but that's why this time of the year is so awesome. Amen. So I want to um, talk tonight. I'm going to put the title up right away. Oh, if you did not make it Sunday, please go listen to the podcast or the live stream because we shared what our vision is for the building and the church going forward, and we need you to see that so you can be a part of it and be praying. Amen. How many know we're living in uncertain times? I would venture to say probably as uncertain as we've ever been. I know it's definitely in my lifetime. And uh, I just feel the, the Lord tonight, God's going to speak to some people that need some certainty and need some peace and need some, some resolve in their spirits because we can look around at what's going on right now. And, and one thing we can do, which isn't good either, is we can be like out of sight, out of mind. That's not good either. You can just, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't like to watch the news, and you don't have to watch the news, but you're going to still get the news uh, no matter what. But whether we watch the news or not, news is happening. We know there's a lot of fake news. We know there's a lot of wrong news. But the truth is, the stuff that's going on in the world right now, we can't ignore it. And we can't just say, well, that's them and that's not us, because we know that we're living in very... First uh, Timothy, and this isn't part of this message, but First Timothy three says, at, in the end, it'll be perilous times. How many would consider these perilous times? And and I I I'm not trying to be negative, church, but the Bible tells us they're going to get worse, not better. We are going to see a move of God. That's what we're believing for. We're going to see people get saved. We're going to see a great. Uh, transformation of hearts and lives, but prophetically and biblically, we have to understand what's happening is in the book, and it's going to continue to happen, and it's going to get worse, and so as we're looking at this and navigating our lives through seeing what's going on, you start to think about some of the things, you know, we're, we're literally at this moment, they're talking about World War III, and it, you may not believe that, but it's the real threat. I mean, you're talking about Countries like Russia and, and, and Iran and China threatening to go and get involved in this war right now, and that's dangerous. We don't understand that things can change. Just like that attack happened overnight, things can happen overnight. And this isn't a prophetic message, but I want you to understand that these are real things that are happening. We have, besides that, um, 
the terrorism threats. You know, the real reality of the fact that there are plans, to, I keep telling you that, there's plans to do things in this country. And, and we have to understand that those are real threats. And so we have to really pray. Amen? We have to really pray. We can't do anything other than pray. We can't, we can't just go get all of our guns and go to a place and hang out and point the gun in some direction. And if they come, shoot at them. we got to pray. Because they're not going to attack when we're expecting it, but they're planning it. How many, how many are mature enough to understand that that's what their plan is? And so we have all these things. We've got the economy that's, that's you know, $33 trillion in debt. We've got always the threats of a new COVID. We've got major uncertainties in, in all of our government. We've got these mass shootings happening. There's just always something happening, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. So we're living in uncertain times. But the good news is is we have a certainty tonight, and his name is Jesus. How many are thankful that no matter what the world's looking like, we have a certainty in uncertain times? I love what Dwayne just said, Pastor Dwayne. I love what he just said from Hebrews, because I want you to think about that for this message. I tell you guys all the time, it's amazing. I don't know if it blows you away, but it blows me away that when someone gets up here to take up the, Pastor Mario did it Sunday, Pastor Dwayne did it tonight, when they get up to take up the offering or do the prayer, they don't know what I'm going to preach. They don't have a clue what I'm going to preach. We don't, I don't tell them what I'm going to preach. And so they get up here and say something that leads right into what I'm going to preach, and it just blows me away. It makes me go, wow, again and again, how amazing the Holy Spirit is. And what he said about his word is the key to this message and how he said it, he framed the world with his word. So as you're looking at the uncertainty of this world, okay, and all the shakiness around it, I want you to picture the frame of a building that cannot, will not, and will not ever be able to be destroyed. And that is, the, that is what God builds. So there is something framed tonight through God's word which is certain and it doesn't matter what happens around it, it will not affect that foundation. Can you say amen? And so I want you to picture that as you think about the certainty of God's word tonight. So in this, uh, there's, there's two things that is the certainty. It's Jesus and his word. That's the certainty we have tonight in uncertain times. We don't need to go to the news. We don't need to go even to another brother or sister. We need to go to his word in these difficult times. And as I said just a minute ago, be certain that these things of uncertainty are real. How many understand that? These are real threats. Talk to the people today in, in Israel. Talk to the people today in different places, in different college campuses around the United States, and ask them if these threats are real or not. They're real. And so there's a real uncertainty, but more real than the uncertainty is the realness of God's Word. And we need to anchor ourselves in that tonight. So I want to quote Jesus, and I want to go to John 16. And I want to read a couple of verses. I want to read a few of the first verses of John 16, and I want to read the last verse of John 16. And how many know that there's nothing like God's Word, but there's just something special about the red letter? We know it's all Jesus. We know in a sense it's all red letter, but... It, when it came out of his physical mouth on the earth, it just kind of seems more powerful to us. I know it does to me. It all is, it all is equally powerful, but I love the words of Jesus because you just go straight to him and say, what did Jesus say about this? 
And so he says, these things have I spoken to you. That you so he's beginning to tell his disciples, I'm going to tell you some things that are happening and are going to happen. And, and, and I want to say this again before I read this first verse. Nothing happening today in this world, as horrible as it is, as wicked as it is, as weird as it is, as uncertain as it is, nothing's catching God by surprise. How many understand that? He, he knows what's going on, and he's in control, no matter how much it seems sometimes like he's not. And so he's, he's, nothing that's happening, even in Israel right now, is a surprise. It's something that he prophesied would happen. He said it would happen. We're just seeing these things happen. So we as Christians should not be surprised. We should not be taken off guard, and that's what he's trying to tell us. So he says, I've spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. Now, this is a very interesting verse. And I am going to get prophetic just for a second. This isn't really necessarily a Bible prophecy message, but I'm going to hit this one verse. I sent this out to the pastors this week. Isn't it amazing as we read this, and just leave two up there for a second, because I'm going to come back to it. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, read this next sentence with me. The time is coming. This is written 2,000 years ago. That whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. He wrote that 600 years before the Koran was written. Isn't it interesting? That's why I said this is a real uncertainty. It's not a fake one. Jesus is, is not saying that because he wants people to be killed. He is saying that because people are going to be killed and think that they're doing God a service. How many have listened to the news and understand that's exactly what they're doing today? They are killing people thinking that they're doing God a service. So I just wanted to take that verse for a second. It's a little side note to the message and just get you to understand that. This, is, this shouldn't be catching us off guard. He said it would happen. Next verse. And these things they will do to you because they have not known the Father nor me. But... I love when Jesus says that. These things I have told you, that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. I was present. Now, all the way down to verse 33 at the very end. These things I have spoken, you can go back and read later all the verses in between, to you, that in me, in me, you may have what? Peace. In me you may have certainty in uncertain times. In the world you will have tribulation. That's his words. It's going to happen. Not great tribulation. This is where we see in the scriptures. This is different from the time of tribulation that's coming upon the earth. But he says you will have tribulation. And our tribulation is, is, is daily. Our tribulation sometimes is worse than others. But church, I'm, 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 when I say these things, I'm not trying to scare us. I'm trying to get us to stay sober and alert. Because I don't want another 9-11 to happen. And you know what I mean by that. It means, oh, we, we wake up and then next day or two weeks later, we're back to normal again. There's going to be a shaking. There's going to be a stirring. We can pray against these things. We can pray for what the enemy takes for evil and turned into good. But we better be praying. 
We better not get so caught up in this time of the year that we all love. And everybody knows this is my favorite time of the year. I love fall. I love Christmas. I love things. I love the time together with family. But this is not a time to put our guard down, especially spiritually. We have got to stay sober and got to stay alert because we have an enemy who's roaring like a mighty lion, and he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. So we got to stay sober, amen? we got to stay alert. we got to stay alive. And he says, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. In other words, be certain. In the midst of uncertainty, I have already overcome the world. Tell somebody next to you, that's some good news right there. Does anybody like that? We have to remind ourselves of that. When, when we see news or hear something or something shakes us in our faith and we feel like the foundation of our faith is shook, we have to go back and say, Jesus said he's in control. He's, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. He's, gonna be, he's greater. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear but of power and love and sound mind. Amen? So our certainty if you haven't written that down yet, is God's perfect word. In this uncertain world, and watch yourself, if you start to begin to get pulled in and depressed and shook and worried and, and all these things by what's going on in the world, be, you better be going to the word. What happens, unfortunately, a lot of times is when the things begin to shake, we, begin to, we tend to go to our carnality, to our carnal answer, and, and we, do, we tend to go the wrong direction. And God is saying, I need you to go to my word. Go to my word. In my word is certainty. In my word is that strong frame that can't be shaken. Psalms 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. See, we're reading this verse. And just leave that up for a second. We're reading this verse, but I want you to understand that we're, we at this very moment, right now at this second, we're not, we're not suffering persecution. We're not suffering a great tribulation. And, and I'm, I'm talking on a grand scale of things. But let me tell you who's, who's reading this verse every single day and living by it is anybody who's over in that area going through war right now. It means something to them. As bombs are going off and missiles are flying around and soldiers are running around and people are being killed for their faith, I promise you they're quoting, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. I don't know about you, but I want to recognize that God is my help in trouble before I get in trouble. How many want to have that already there? Not figure it out in the midst of it. And, and I, again, this isn't, these aren't scare taxes, church. We just got to understand the days that we're living in. They're real. Amen? Now I want to read. This is really what I wanted to read. Let's go to Psalms 91. How many know Psalms 91? If you've been a believer for very long, this is one of your favorite chapters. And if you're a new believer, you need to make this one of your favorite chapters because this is such a powerful chapter and really want this to be the, the meat of the message tonight. I'm going to read Psalm 91, the whole chapter. And I want to put some emphasis here on something in the beginning. It says, he or she who dwells. Now dwells, I, I, could, I could go through this and like literally I could preach this whole chapter for a month and break down every verse and, and take different things and expand. But I do want to expand on one thing, dwells. This means to take up permanent residence. 
The overcoming believers in this world, when you see someone who's an overcomer, they live in the presence of God. They don't go there when trouble happens. Y'all understanding that? They're already there. I kind of just said that a second ago. I don't want to realize that God is my ever-present help in time of trouble when the sirens are going off. I want to already be there. So he's saying he who, who has permanent resonance in the presence of God. Started off that way. So if you're here tonight and you don't abide, you don't have permanent residence in the presence of God, you better get there. Stay there and be there and not leave there. And if you're already there, then you, you, you know where you're supposed to be and you stay there as well, okay? He who dwells or has permanent residence in the secret place of the Most High shall abide, if we stay close to him, under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, he is my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the, look at this, perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth, that's the word of God, shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor by the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction. Now you start listening to this Psalms, you got to understand something. When you read this, how many have ever... Take that off for just a second. I want to say something to come back to it. How many know that sometimes you need to put yourself in the shoes of somebody else? If you're really going to be an overcomer, you have to be what's called empathetic. You need to get in the shoes of somebody else's life to understand where they're coming from. And good or bad, victorious or lose, however it is, don't matter. But you need to understand what they're going through. And too many times when we read the Bible, we don't understand what this person was going through when they were writing these verses. David is writing this psalm, and it's not like he's just some guy who's on, on a vacation on an island who's bored and looking for something to do. He is writing this as he is literally running for his life by Saul and all of Saul's people. Every day, just, 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 just wipe the smile off your face of being in the United States tonight and get real for a second. How would you like to every single day wake up and wonder if you're going to make it through the day if someone's going to kill you everywhere you go? How would that life be? Every day. Now, some of us in here, I've heard your story. Some of you have been in gangs. Some of you have been in that craziness of life. And you have had that in a sense. You have had those, that kind of life where you were looking over your shoulders all the time. But this is beyond that because this is, this is demonic. Remember the message from a couple weeks ago. Saul is trying to take out the seed of David. And so he is writing this, and so we need to put ourselves in the story and understand that, that he is, is saying this, but he believes it. And not only does he believe it, he needs it to be true. Because he is facing real uncertainty. How many are with me? When you read those stories, 
When you read the Bible, and I hope you are, and you're in that chapter and you're in that book, I hope that you go study a little bit and find out some context of what that was written in and the time and, and what it was about so you can get a better feeling of the understanding. It's kind of like last Wednesday when we heard Mike tell his testimony. And we were all wiping our eyes as we listened to a husband that's dealing with a wife that could, could die at any moment. That's the, the strength that we see comes from what only God can give. And you step into those shoes. We stepped into his shoes for a few minutes. But the next morning when he woke up, he was in those shoes still. Right? I mean, we have, we, if you get, if, what we need to, to meet people who really have it rough. And, and listen to their story a little bit. I, I, we just found out that my neighbor, a couple houses down, uh, came over to talk about something about the dogs and another neighbor and everything. He's probably in his late 20s, early 30s. I, I met him when we first moved there, and this is the second time I talked to him, and we were talking about something else. But I realized that he just got back from the hospital with his wife. They'd been there for a week and a half. And I said, how is your wife? And, you know, what, what is she going through so we can pray for her? And I began to listen to this guy in his late, probably the age of my son-in-law, Dylan, somewhere around there, I don't know exactly how old he is, tell the story of what his wife's going through. She has, some, she has several diseases that the doctors cannot find out what they are. Her blood pressure spikes and drops every single day. She's constantly in and out of the hospital. And the worst thing is they can't even figure out what it is. They're just, they're just guessing and just throwing stuff at her and throwing medicine at her and she has stomach problems, and she has this disease, and she has that disease. And, he, and I just listened to this man, and I just wanted to grab him and hug him and cry with him and, and just say, I'm so sorry that you're going through that. Somehow he had the strength to be strong for his wife. I said, did you know she had any of this when you married her? He said, no. I'm not saying he would or wouldn't have married her, but he's married her. they got two kids, like two and three years old. So we need to understand there are people all around us who are going through sometimes living hells. And, and they, they, they need to know what we know, because some of us, I, I, don't want, I don't want to say this wrong, but maybe some of us are wasting, the, or taking for granted this wonderful message that we have. Because if we just read it, no, that sounds so pretty. But for some people, it's life. For some people, they're reading this every day to God, Again, go over to Israel. There's people who are just, they don't know if a bomb's going to fall on them. So go back to that verse that we were at. They're reading this and they're meaning it like David. Nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side. Ten thousand on your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Amen. Now, as I keep reading this, 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 what this needs to be for you tonight is how many have ever had a really, really, really bad headache? Who knows what a really bad headache is? I've had them my whole life. Bad migraines. How many know when you get some medicine in and, it's, and it works and that headache starts to relieve, there's such a feeling of relief, you can start to think again and you can start to feel normal again. Or maybe it's some other medicine you've taken for some other kind of pain or whatever. This should be medicine for your soul right here. As you're listening to this, this should be like medicine to your spirit. Amen? Go back to that prior verse, please. A thousand will fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it won't come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look 
and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, say the Lord is my refuge tonight. When you read this book, you need to read it personally. The Lord is my refuge. Even the Most High is my dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Amen. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. Whatever that is to you, whatever your lion or cobra is, you can tread on it tonight. Amen? We have the power and the authority. And church, just think about this. David was saying this before Jesus came and made it finished on the cross. How much more power do we have tonight with the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross? Amen? So much more power because it's finished. He disarmed all the powers of principalities on the cross. That young lion and that serpent you shall trample underfoot. Leave that there. We need to learn how to pray the word of God. We need to walk through our houses in prayer and say, devil, you're not going to touch my family. I pray for ministering angels to go all around my family, all around their vehicles, all around their workplace. I tread on scorpions and serpents. No wicked, powerful, demonic force is going to touch me. We need to speak the word of God. Amen. This is what David was doing. As he was writing, he was having a Holy Ghost powerful uh, moment in his life as he was writing this because he was getting a revelation that God is bigger than our problems. God is a certain God in a time of uncertainty. Amen. Let's finish this up. Because he has sent his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. God is saying, because you love me, I'll deliver you. I will set him on high because he has, this is important. Remember the verse that said, Lord, Lord, didn't we cast out demons in your name? It's not about knowing about the name. It's about knowing who the name is. And when you know Jesus, and when you are, have a permanent dwelling place in his presence, and you're not just pulling out the card in a religious way, but you really know who Jesus is, then you can know because it says he has known my name. How many tonight know who Jesus is? How many have a revelation of who Jesus is tonight? Amen. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. Didn't say he wouldn't have trouble. He says he'll be with us in trouble. And I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Isn't that a powerful chapter? Amen. You should read that chapter uh, frequently. You should read the Psalms frequently. You should read Proverbs. For You should be getting these things in your spirit, church, now more than ever. We've got to make time to read God's Word. We have to because it is that strong fortress. It is that foundation around us. As, as it was said earlier, it is that frame that God has made so that we can have the power to overcome these enemies. How many would like to already be in position of strength and, re and resolve in your spirit if and when the attack comes upon you? And you're ready spiritually, amen? You're not caught off guard. Now I want to end tonight in Philippians chapter 4. How? I'm giving you verses here how to, how to have certainty in uncertain times. Of course, I could 
pick thousands of verses, but uh, I want to I want to read one more in just a second. I'm, let me let me let me just before I do that to close, I want to just uh, go over these promises in case you miss them, in case you're taking notes. He said in the Psalms 91 that He will rescue us. He will protect us. He will answer us. He'll be with us in trouble. And I'll go back over this in a second if you're writing it down. He will deliver us. He will honor us. He will give us long life and satisfy us. And he will show us his salvation. Amen. Let me say that again. He will rescue us. So what that means, church, is there may be some times we need to be rescued. Doesn't mean he's going to keep us from from having a problem. He's going to rescue us out of it. I will protect him. I will answer him. He's going. To, how many know God will answer if you'll talk to him? I will be with him in trouble. A, a, a correlating verse to that, or chapter, if you want to write it right there, is is I, I don't have this in my notes, but I'm just thinking is Isaiah 43. When I walk through the water, when I walk through the fire. It doesn't say we won't walk through fire. It says he'll be with us. Amen? uh, Another one is the 23rd Psalm. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So he'll be with us. He'll deliver us. He'll honor us. With long life, he'll satisfy us. And he'll show us his salvation. Next time you're in a, bit, in, a, in a bad situation, say, this is just an opportunity for the God to show me his salvation. This is an opportunity for God to get glory. Amen? How many know God wants to get glory in every situation? Amen. Musicians, you can begin to come, but don't shut me off here because I want to read uh, a key, a very important verse that I think is so important. Philippians chapter 4. A lot of people don't understand how powerful these three verses are. Be anxious for nothing. Doesn't mean you're not going to have moments and situations that you should be anxious, stressed, worried. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request, and I'm going to read this again, be made known to God. Be anxious for nothing. In other words, don't allow stress and anxiety to overcome you. When you're overcome by those things, you need to go to the Word and read God's Word to Him. God loves you, and He loves His Word. He loves to hear His Word spoken in faith by a believer. Because remember, that's why He made us. By prayer and supplication, And with thanksgiving. Remember when we pray for the sick and we pray at the end, I say, now let's thank God. Because we got to thank him saying we know it's done. Okay? Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God. How many have known tonight the peace of God? Really, really known the peace of God. Money can't buy it. The world's looking for it. The world wants to have it. They, they look for things. They look for jobs. They look for relationships. But he says, I'll give you peace that will surpass all understanding. We'll, we'll guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We need our minds to be guarded right now with every, all the uncertainty. Am I speaking to anybody in here tonight? Is anybody else in here 
seeing an uncertain world or am I living in a different world? Right? These things can get us down. These things can worry us. These things can cause us to be stressed and, 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 and think about things. He's saying, I'll give you peace that will pass all understanding. But here's the key. What are we putting into our bodies, our minds, our spirits, our hearts? What, what, as I always say, what are we watching? What are we listening to? What music are we listening to? What videos are we watching? Because if you're watching things that are going to make you think a bad way, that's not the answer. This is the answer. He says, think on whatever things are true and noble, and just, and pure, and lovely. In other words, sometimes you got to look and find something lovely. It's not going to be right in front of you. It's probably not going to be on your news feed. It's probably not going to be on your social media feed because the algorithms are going to send you what you, what you, what you want to see, what they want you to see. So you got to find something lovely. Whatever things are of good report... Because how many know, as I've been showing you lately, like when I showed you the video of China and, and I, I told you about Iran, what's happened in Iran, the news ain't saying that stuff. Right? And if there's any virtue and anything praiseworthy, meditate or think on these things. Tonight, Father, we need your certainty in an uncertain world. In uncertain situations. God, we're living and what your word says is perilous times. But tonight, God, we thank you that we are more than overcomers. We thank you tonight that your word is yes and amen. We thank you tonight that your word is greater and stronger and more powerful than anything we're facing in this place tonight. Jesus, begin to take over our minds tonight. Jesus, begin to give us power and strength tonight to hear your voice to hear your word, to speak your word, to believe your word. Lord, to give us a resolve that in spite of everything we're seeing, you are in control tonight, God. How many all over this place tonight listening to the sound of my voice, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You've heard of him. You've been to church before, but you're not born again tonight. Jesus is not the Lord of your life. You have not believed on Him as the only way to heaven. He says, I'm the way and I'm the truth and I'm the life. No one comes unto the Father except through me. He's the door. How many tonight in this place, in honesty to God, could say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I want to be saved tonight. Just lift up your hand all over this place and say, that's me. Here I am. I want to be born again tonight. I want to be saved. Just lift it up. I want to pray with you. We're going to give anybody watching online in just a moment the chance to do this prayer, to put their faith in Jesus. Maybe you're here and you're, you're, you're running in the wrong direction. You believe and you love God, but he's not your number one tonight. You've allowed things of this world, even false doctrines or false teachings or things to come in that are not of God and, and you're not, you're in a lukewarm place tonight. God wants you to come back and fall in love with him again. How many could say, that's me tonight? I need to get back in love. I see your hand. God bless you. I see your hand. I'm falling in love with Jesus again. You know, we have an altar in this place. And we say a lot of times this saying, if you have to ride the altar to heaven, that's okay. This is not a place of weakness. When we open up the altar, it's not a place for sinners. It's a place for, for people who are trying to make it. We're going to come to this altar in a moment, and we're going to, we're going to ask God to help us have certainty.
in these uncertain times. Some of you, I know some of you tonight, not because you've told me, I just know in the Spirit you're struggling with, with what's going on in this world. You're, you're frustrated. You're wondering, why is this world so wicked? Why are these things happening? And, and you're allowing it to affect your faith. God wants you to have a different perspective tonight. He wants you to understand that in the midst of all uncertainty, He is the God of certainty. Let's stand all across this place tonight. For those that raise their hands for rededication, when we open these altars, just talk to God and say, God, I'm sorry that I've allowed myself to stray away. I'm going to come back and fall in love with you again tonight. But right now we're going to say a prayer, and you could say that with us. And for those that are watching online, just repeat this after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. In this world of uncertainty, you're the only certain thing. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your words will never pass away. Jesus, I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior. I fall short of your glory, and I know that I cannot make heaven on the goodness of my works. I'm not good enough to go to heaven. I don't deserve it. But you said in your word, that you died on the cross to take my place and paid for my sins. You who knew no sin became sin for me so I could become the righteousness of God. I believe in the cross. I believe in your death, burial, and resurrection. Tonight I'm born again because I put my faith in you. Help me from this day forward to stand for you, live for you, and never be ashamed of you. Tonight is a new night. It's the beginning of a new life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, Go to our website at vwotexas.com.